The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Deco, a leading global manufacturer of propulsion products and drive systems for automotive, heavy-duty, and industrial applications since 1905. We provide innovative solutions for all our customers' current and future mobility challenges. Hello and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for October 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at a We are really happy you decided to stop by today. The first sedan from Chinese electric car startup NIO will arrive in Europe next year. NIO says the ET7 will be its most technologically advanced model to date. NIO promises that the car will have autonomous driving capability, which will be made possible with the help of 33 sensing units ranging from cameras to radars to a high-resolution LiDAR. NEO Vice President of Design Chris Thomason, who has held top styling jobs at BMW and Coca-Cola, gave me a personal tour of his latest creation. Since it's difficult to see with your ears, we have also put together a photo gallery of the ET7 so you could take a detailed look at the car's key features. You can find the pictures under the heading Photo Galleries on our homepage at europe.autonews.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Take me through the ET7 some of its highlights, some of the things that really were maybe quite a challenge to bring to fruition, as well as some of the things that you're really proud about. Certainly, thanks. So ET7 is Neo's first sedan. So this was uh, something, you know, obviously as the first sedan out of the gate for us, we wanted to make sure it was the best it could be. And we wanted to basically draw on, you know, a sedan heritage, but how can we improve on it and make it better? So key for us was to have a very uh, unique body styling, something that represented our design DNA. So we have a very unique front fascia on the car. So we've got this very distinctive uh, shark nose feeling to the car. If you look at the, the driving lights, they have a sort of this double dash character, so easily recognizable. If we move around to the side of the car, I mean, as a, as a, when I say a perfect sedan, we wanted to basically maximize the interior volume, right? So. This car basically has uh, more interior volume for its footprint than any other sedan out there. So um, by in, to, do, to do so, we actually had to increase the wheelbase, shorten the overhang so we could maximize interior space. And that gives the car a great proportion, great stance. It's very dynamic looking, and it really fulfills our, our design DNA. Um, if we look at some of maybe the, the challenges that we had, um, this car is also our first real autonomous capable car. And so for design, it, prevent, uh, it presented a lot of challenges because we have 33 cameras, sensors, LIDARs to integrate into the body, right? And so these are obviously quite foreign for designers and for most cars. But um, what we try to do is integrate them as seamlessly as possible into the roof, into the body side. Um, they need to be aerodynamic, so they had to have a beautifully sculpted appearance so they would melt into the body side, if you will. And I think they, they don't hinder the, the overall, uh, let's say, profile of the car. They look really integrated. But they are a sort of a, a signal to our users that this is a car that's ready for tomorrow, right? It's mm-hmm. autonomous driving, and it's got a lot of technology baked in. 
And that's level three or level four? What are you guys thinking? We don't actually want to talk about the level at this point in time because obviously there's a lot of regulations, but it is uh, autonomous capable and it's ready for tomorrow. One of the challenges of any time that you as a designer are thrown that curveball of how do you get this to fit into the vehicle and still meet the regulatory, regulatory uh, challenges, but up on the top, again, very unique. Seeing three of those things up top is, is out of the ordinary, and, but they all, like I said, very black and they, they blend in very nicely. But that must have been quite a challenge. It was, and it's, you know, it's this classic notion for design of form follows function, right? So we, we knew they had to be there, and they had to be in the right positions to work as best as they could, because that's the whole point of having them there. So, but then we wanted to beautifully integrate them and be aerodynamic, blend into the roof line, and, and actually create a signature, if you will. Yeah. And like you said, you immediately know that this car has quite a bit of technology. A lot of technology. So if, if you move around to the rear, too, you know, again, for a classic sedan proportion, we, it has a nice wide stance, some nice shoulders to sit the car properly. And we've tried, again, very simple with our, our taillight graphic. It's very progressive in that way, but also very simple and pure. It's not busy because a lot of the vehicles that we're seeing, especially the back ends, there's just a little, there's a lot going on back there. And it looks like you decided to purposely not go that direction. Purposely goes simple. And I think in that way, it becomes actually more iconic and more bold. You'll easily recognize this uh, from many of the other cars out there. And we're going to go inside the car now and start talking a little bit about the interior, right? So yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the interior space. So again, we've maximized the interior space. We created almost this sort of second living space for the user. Um, very furniture inspired in terms of the design language. Um, we've actually utilized a very unique and sustainable material called Karun. And that's a material that's made from uh, a sustainable rattan plant, sort of a, a living, growing vine. It has a really nice, warm appearance. Um, it's, it's great to touch. It looks great. It has a very home-like appearance. And we're using that to, to stretch across the entire IP, the front of the IP. And what, it, what we also done on the IP is uh, we have a very um, slim, invisible, we call it invisible air vent. So again, the, the, we're taking a lot more inspiration from home environment, so hiding those things you don't want to be seeing all the time, but they're still there, integrated. Um, lighting design is very beautiful with the ambient lighting. Um, one unique feature, too, we have is we took a lot of time and attention to detail on the window switches, again. So it's an area that probably, you know, a lot of manufacturers may not spend a lot of time on, but this is a unique touch point for most people using the window switches, so we tried to design those like a nice, nice little piece of jewelry. Could we talk a little bit about the Karun? It's a fascinating uh, material. Where did the inspiration come from? Where did you come across it? And, and how, did it, how did you decide, well, I want to get this into my car? It's a beautiful material. Um, it was initially used in the furniture world. So um, as a designer, obviously, you're exposed to a lot of different designs, and furniture is one of them. And we had actually decided to use it uh, quite sparingly but on our eve concept car that we showcased in uh, 2017 and then i knew it was a great material has a great unique properties it, it sort of feels like wood but it also feels very new right and the colorway is nice it has this very light colorway with sort of these black veins running through it so it's very distinctive and easily recognizable but it doesn't look foreign it doesn't look like most typical let's say sustainable materials it's still acceptable and um, this is the first production car to actually use this 
And you bring up a good point, this being the first production car. How did you get with suppliers to have them sort of understand your vision of how to get this if it's been used in the furniture industry, but you have very unique needs in a vehicle that don't really trans transfer over. How did you push that to become a reality in this car? Right, so it, I mean, we were working hand in hand with our supplier, obviously to make them understand the needs we have. Obviously a car environment is something we need to understand with the heat and the cooling and everything. It needs to assist, uh, weather through all those conditions. So we had to work with them very closely also in terms of manufacturing and mass produced as well. But again, we worked very closely with them and we've arrived at a really great uh, material that we can use now for all of our future products as well. Do you have to sort of factor in, is it a little bit heavier? Um, and again, it looks very durable, but uh, you know, what, what, you know, every sort of thing that you put in the car comes with its pluses and its minuses. Um, do you have to sort of shave weight someplace else in order to get this, especially in an electric car? Actually, believe it or not, it saves us weight because we're, we're actually eliminating some of the plastic because it's quite a rigid material. So structurally, it's quite a great material. So it actually allows us to lighten the car to some degree in those components. We'll continue our conversation with Chris Thomason after this message. DECO has been a pioneer in the research, design, manufacture, and distribution of essential propulsion drive systems and aftermarket services for automotive, truck, off-highway, and industrial applications for more than 115 years. Through its expertise in transferring power quietly and efficiently, DECO has emerged as the global leader in providing system solutions for heavy-duty, hybrid, and electric vehicles. DECO designs and manufactures scalable, innovative, efficient, and reliable solutions and delivers premium quality products, namely belt starter generator systems, DECO hybrid modules, and accessory drive components such as belts, decouplers, dampers, tensioners, and more. DECO solutions are driven with a purpose to continuously improve the fuel saving, CO2 reduction, and durability of high and light-duty OE vehicles. DECO delivers optimized NVH, noise, vibration, and harshness, and provides lifelong service with exceptional performance as the next standard in the field. DECO's world-class global distribution network services the aftermarket industry with a full offering of kits and products to meet the requirements of each local market. This is accomplished by a dedicated global team of more than 4,000 associates across 42 locations in 21 countries through continuous learning and the desire to act like owners in everything they do. DECO is making products that move the world forward, always. To learn more, visit the company's website at www.daco.com. All right, can we talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, again, when you go into the interior, we're going to come on in here, into the interior, and just a, you know, what you would expect from a classic limousine-style yeah. sedan from any of, the, you know, any of the major brands that are doing something like this. Huge sunroof here that we're looking at, but also quite a bit of, I mean, what's interesting is um, there's a, a control panel here in the back. Um, look, all touch. Um, tell us a little bit about yes. that. The, I mean, obviously we have, um, we've taken attention to all our few touch points within the car, make sure there, there are as much technology and progressiveness as we can bring into it. So for the rear passengers, we have a digital display for all the rear controls, heating, uh, cooling, ventilation, Volume, everything is, is at their fingertips. 
Um, I think the most important thing really is about the space that we've created, this feeling. Again, like I said, I mean, if you look at your <laughs> knee clearance there, this yeah. car is very spacious. Right? It's uh, very luxurious in that way. And we've done that by being really conscious about eliminating a lot of the unwanted areas, slimming the seats down, um, but still making sure we had this very premium appearance. The, what adds to that, too, is the, uh, the, the panoramic roof that we have, too. So it lets a lot of light in. It feels very spacious, open, wide. And it, I think, like I said, this car is going to be ready for the future for Thomas driving. So it's going to be a great experience. And it has the sort of what's become famous for Neo is the cute little digital assistant right here between the driver and the passenger waving from time to time sometimes giving you a, a cute little wink it's it's absolutely adorable uh can you tell me a little bit about that yeah so that's it's called nomi it's our uh, our take on artificial intelligence in the car so we we also as a company you know we want to create products that are human right and so this is sort of the embodiment of technology side and the human side, the aggressive and the human coming together. So it's a, it's a, an interactive device, a sort of a robot, if you will, um, that interacts with you. And basically, you can control the entire car through Nomi, through voice commands, and it will alert you to certain things. You can you can have it turn things on, off, open the windows, everything. So it keeps you again um, focused on other activities. And uh, it's been a great success for us already. Um, it's uh, it's an option, but I think it's over 90% take rate. And you just look at it. I mean, again, this is my first experience seeing it live, and it's just adorable. It gives you a high five. It gives you the peace sign. It gives you a few waves. Um, was this something that came out of your head? Yeah, it's all part of the uh, design team, and we worked on this. But, again, it... it, it uh, adheres to our design principles. So it's pure, it's spherical, right? It's very simple. It's uh, it's sophisticated in that it's, you know, it's not a, let's say, a kitschy robot, right? Mm -hmm. It's something still quite nice and adorable, I think is what you put. Um, it's progressive, it's technology, there's a lot of technology baked into that. And uh, it embodies all our design principles and it's uh, just a great, it's been a very unique feature for us. If you hope that people take one thing away when they see this vehicle and when it comes onto the market in Europe, very soon. What are you hoping that the, the ultimate message will be about NEO, about this vehicle, and all that you're trying to achieve? I think it's uh, that people are really going to take notice of the car and that, you know, it is a, quite a striking appearance. So it's something that uh, has a lot of character, it's recognizable. And like I said, with the, the added notion that, that we have a lot of technology baked into this car, that people will see that this is something quite futuristic. The only thing is that you're starting to put button makers kind of out of business, <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, for some things. I mean, I, like I said, for certain areas, we still want buttons if that makes the most sense. So, for instance, we're really looking at those window switches, right? Uh, I mean, we tried to make them as beautiful and as ergonomic as possible, and I think they really set a new, new level of expertise, and we'll continue to do so. Fantastic. Well, great job by you and your team to put this together. It's going to be, uh, you know, a, a looker here in the European market. How soon are we going to see this? Um, we'll see soon, but I think it's end of 22 is what we're looking for for Europe. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you. We met with Chris Thomason at NEO's design studio near Ingolstadt, Germany. For a photo gallery of the ET7, please click on the heading Photo Galleries on our homepage, which is europe.autonews.com. 
If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a wide range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up this episode of the Automotive News Europe podcast for October 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at a Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you'll tune in again next time.